Hey, hey mamas. How are you guys? I'm doing great. She's on, guys. Just like normal. <laughs> Do you not always put me on the spot, man? Hello. Hi. Hi. How is everyone? Good. Nice to see you. And obviously, it's been so long. I know. It's lovely to see everything come together as well, guys. I'm loving it. Because obviously, I, I spoke to Jess. When was it? March? Like, start of March. Can you believe at that time, coronavirus was already around? Yeah. Do you know what? It's so funny because I actually did know because one of my factories is in China. And they were like, obviously, they shut down like February. Yeah, early February. But I didn't think you'd come here. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, you not have a disease. <laughs> you guys over there. Mama's code. So let's kick off this episode. Um, today we have the lovely Joanne joining us. She will be talking to us about her journey into creating her business, into women empowerment. So Joanne, take it away. The funny thing is, I never had anything that kind of like inspired me as such. I never had like a goal. Do you know what I mean? I always just went with the flow. I've always been in a good way and a bad way as well like a risk taker in everything so I think yeah I think things things fell on my lap like for example with the brand I always say it just fell on my lap and it just so happened to be something I was passionate about eventually because it was when you work hard and then success comes with it you're gonna love it but then it became my passion in that way but everything before that it, it just kind of like do you know what going back to like the very start I know you guys have probably heard me say my story so many times that's why I don't even know where to start but um going back to like school days just coming back and selling things was just because I needed lunch money so it was a necessity like selling sweets from Colombia like bonbon born and frunas and all of that that was literally just necessity like I didn't have lunch money and everyone else did and I wanted to eat so that was it. and they were like oh I like that what's that I was like yeah give me a pound <laughs> that's where that came from and then, um, then I, some guy, random guy from college asked me, oh, do you know anywhere where I can get Air Forces from? And I said, no. And then at the time, like, everyone was buying Air Forces and Air Hats from Wembley Market. And then I promise you, like, MSN Day, some Chinese supplier contacted me and I had made a little bit of money through my suite. So I thought, oh, okay, let me just try it out. And it worked. And then the guy just kept buying loads and loads of stuff, like, it was just weird like he just said oh I've got 500 pound worth I want 500 pound worth of trainers I want 500 pound worth of new ever hats and his uncle bought things and then it kind of just that's what I'm saying I I never had planned anything it just kind of went that way and then I started to get excited because I was like oh actually this buying and selling is quite cool but my mum was obviously on to me she was just like what are you doing what have you got yourself (laughs) dodgy business she yeah and obviously if you know Columbia mums they're paranoid about everything she's just like is this legal I don't know I think so (laughs) right so before we get deep into it, I'll, we want, we've got some questions for you. So, you've got five seconds to answer these questions. Oh my God. Okay. So, get ready. Get your game <laughs> Look face Look getting ready. <laughs> so, name three things you do in a car. Drive, beep, window down, aircon. Okay, guys, you need to count because we're giving her too much time. <laughs> yeah. Three, three words you use a lot. One, two. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Three. I don't know. Four. Five. <laughs> Oh, or maybe we do this so the counting doesn't like because I was getting <laughs> flustered for you I was like, oh, <laughs> like oh. <laughs> alright the last one what's your three favourite items in your wardrobe right now okay my trainers my night trainers a belt um, and a bag that I wear everyday backpack good one good one um, so going from that seeing as you didn't mention it 
This, for everyone listening, um, Joanne is actually a legend over here. She changed the definition of the word nude in the dictionary. Yeah, thank you guys. You know, we kind of all think that it's amazing what you've been doing so far. Um, so tell us about New Nude, your baby. Long, long story short, I really wanted to make residual income. So I wanted to start a brand and I didn't know what in. So I played around for a bit and then got in contact with a guy who had owned a factory. And then he kind of was like, no, you need something that has a purpose. You need this, you need that. So I went from like Colombian jeans to like just a brand with different colors to just clothing and that's it. And then he said, no, you need something a bit more meaningful for you to stand out. And then um, actually, this is a fun fact. I went to Colombia and it was my cousin's wedding and everyone was meant to wear white. And I'm, you know, when you go to Colombia, you've got los gorditos here on the side and all of that. And everyone was like, yeah, just pongas una faja. Can I speak Spanish? Yeah. Okay. Pongas una faja. And I was just like, oh, okay, cool. But everything that I found, it was either like black or really beige. And I was really tanned at the time. So it didn't look quite right. And I just, I asked my mom, I was just like, is this meant to be skin color? She was just like, yeah. And I said, okay, well, okay. And then that's it. And then I came back to London and then I started playing with the idea of having like skin tone stuff like but I didn't know what it was it was just skin tone stuff <laughs> because nothing was did you just get a dick pic no. <laughs> <laughs> from the reaction I'm guessing it's something like that no I'm sorry Camilla nearly panics because my computer nearly switched off but like, we saved it don't worry no. uh, yeah so then I, I started to play around with like products products of skin color but I didn't really know what so I looked into brands that were doing makeup and and tights and stuff but there wasn't anything really about so then I said oh I want to do fajas and the whole idea was meant to be just for Colombia and I, I came up with an idea it was going to be called canela because you know piel canela I don't know why but it sounded good I don't know about you lot's family but my family make up this like tanning oil through like carrot and oil yeah olive oil yeah and then they're like oh if you want to go darker just put more carrot and put more this in there and I was like oh okay so I, I played around with that trying to make different skin colors from that and then I went back to this guy called Tony and he's just like yeah okay let's run with it let's make a website let's do this and I promise you I, I ended up working with him for nearly a year I say working but I'm still trying to work out why I was going there I'll let you know when I work it out <laughs> but um, nothing came of it and then anyway just stopped seeing him and then I thought, okay, let me try to do it by myself. And then the materials were so expensive. It was like £10,000 for just 100 fajas in one skin colour. And I was just like, wow, okay, that is just not going to happen. So then the idea kind of just, yeah, just kind of went. And then um, I ended up planning like um, an app, which I spoke about anyway before. But I, I wanted to do an app. And then I thought, okay, I actually need to do this again because I need money for this app. And then my friend contacted me. She goes, oh, did you see the article? um that from buzzfeed it said that nude is only for caucasian women and i said oh and then i was like oh okay well it's kind of a sign from god let's just do it and then that's how everything started and then we opened the account in april 2016 the instagram account and i promise you if you ever want to start anything in life just start an account before you even have anything and tell people the journey because when we launched in january or february or march 2017 don't really remember I think it was February um we already had 5,000 followers so when when we were telling people the journey and like planning all the products and choosing materials everyone was really excited and by the time we launched it kind of got sold out straight away but it was also because we did a campaign and the campaign was to do with the definition of the word nude in the dictionary and that went viral just by chance and luck like honestly 
no intentions for it to go viral, absolutely none. No, it didn't even really invest money into the photo shoot. It was just everyone coming together and we had such a wicked day, no expectation. And it just got picked up all over the world. And I just thought, oh my God, this is crazy. But again, with no intention of creating a successful business, like my intention was to make money for something else. Um, and yeah, and that kind of just took over, you know, and then it grew into like more than a brand, it's a platform, it's a movement. And more than anything, I was really insecure before that. And then I promise you, because of the brand, but because of the women we were working with, I started to grow my confidence. I was like, this is actually really powerful. Like, let's see how much we can push this and like help women through fashion. And then, then the concept came about and then it kind of like evolved, but it never had like a direction. It never had a purpose or a goal, but then we went back and worked that out. And then that became quite Did important. it kind of hit you like what you were doing was so important for so many females out there? No, not at all. Like it was just literally, okay, there's no diversity in, in Colombia. And I thought, well, everyone, I, I said, you know what's so funny? Like I always see billboards with the perfect bodies and they're all blonde and like, we're really not blonde. Like I'm not. Mm-hmm. Natural. And I thought then that, that whole concept started to come into my head. And I was just like, I've never actually seen like a curvy Colombian woman on a billboard because we're actually quite sexualized. Yeah. We, we, you know, we have to have that Coca-Cola figure. And then that idea played on our, on our minds and we were like, what can we do about it? Bring it into the UK, but never, never as a platform, never as anything else. And then when we done the campaign and then we realized that the girls we worked with that had never modeled before grew their followers and we both grew together. And then they were then able to go on and do one did like London Fashion Week and she had never been given the opportunity before because she was quite dark skinned so agencies turned her away and like little things like that we were like oh my god this is mad like just off coming together and doing a campaign imagining what we could do if we were actually a reputable brand and then then we went down the avenue of like making sure we always use women that aren't seen as normal and trying to normalize it through fashion more so because of like you know, when you're young and like in school, kids are rude, man. Kids are horrible. Like I was horrible and I was also, you know, made fun of as well. So I think if we can normalize, like I remember, oh my God, I've got a guilty conscience, but I remember in school, there was this girl who had a disability and everyone made fun of her. And now my heart don't stop thinking about her and think I would put her, if I had like the money of having someone on a Piccadilly Circus billboard, I'd put her on there just to like, make her cool and normalize it and you know give her that kind of like idolizing platform but yeah guilty of that but yeah no I didn't no we didn't have it was just it was it was just a concept like it was just let's play let's play with this idea let's see what happens and let's run with it and I didn't even have a passion for fashion or anything (laughs) genuinely but it's it's um it's a good point that you mentioned you know us growing up and I've said to the girls before you know I used to have barbies and I used to cut their hair off because I used to think I don't have hair like you Um, your hair looks nicer than mine so I don't like this and I'm just going to cut it off and I'll leave them with short hair in like long story short I only had like two barbies with little short hair but it it's true that the what we're seeing and, and what is sold to us is kind of of a typical tall skinny blonde woman and that's not really the reality of the variety of of people we have and I guess if if your brand is able to to show you know we are real women and this is what real women look like and different sizes and different um, skin tones and ethnicities everything you know that's quite powerful and it you know you're saying that it's normalizing I think that's really strong and it's a good um, 
image to, to put out there to younger generations who might feel the pressure of looking a certain way. Even like the platform is good for, say like, like kids again, when you look at Disney princesses, they're usually always white. Like there was a one princess that's like black. And it's like, these black little girls are having to continuously look at these white princesses and kind of, you know, look at their self and not reflect on them. So if I want to be Belle, but I'm black, well, I'm not really Belle, am I? But it shouldn't be like that. Like, that's why I just have felt like really proud of like the platform you put out there because the diversity on it is just amazing. And it's basically kind of showing everyone that no matter how you look, you're, you're normal. There is no like structure on how a woman is meant to be. We're all cut with different tape. So it's not, I don't have to look like you and you don't have to look like me. And I think that's very important. And I love the platform that you have because of it. Whereas you see, say like in Vogue and all of this, they just put out that, you know, airbrushed woman from head to toe. And it's like, sometimes you kind of have that peer pressure on, oh, well, I don't really well, look like that. Well, even the skinny so. models, they're still airbrushed and they're still made to look even skinnier or have packs. And you're looking at your gorditos like, where? No, exactly. And I, and I think as well, you know, it, it's it's movements like this that have started to make an impact on these big brands and these other big magazines or, or companies where they have to look at themselves and be like, okay, damn, we need to we need to reflect what we're selling for true people and so they've changed you know I, I can't remember um the company that it was that they changed from airbrushing their women to not airbrushing them yeah, a lot of people have now to be mm. honest in magazines that vogue did a cover and it was completely that well in 2018 i think they did a cover and it was like it had ashley graham on it i don't know if you saw yeah and, and one of the models hands were airbrushed mm. and then they did another one a british vogue cover and they got a, a black stylist to do it and be a creative director of it. And it was literally the most diverse Vogue cover ever. I don't know if you've seen it, it had like a Muslim girl as well, plus size, like mm -hmm. every kind of dark shade, but with a little bit of Asian as well. So you had a bit of everything. And the one before, which was a white creative director and a white stylist, um, just had three, three or four women with one, one that was kind of mixed race, but they were all kind of the same size. The only one that was Ashley Graham. But again, she's still kind of like Coca-Cola figure. Do you know what I mean? It's mm. not very plus sized so yeah I think a lot of people have changed I think we've got a long way to go because I think business wise it makes a lot of sense why would you not cater for everyone you make more money right but um I think sometimes I do question whether it's a trend for them and whether it's just a mar marketing tool I question the authenticity of it a little bit which is valid because you're obviously doing it out of the passion and because in a way you're, you are a minority and you're not that figure that mm. they've been showing no, and, and you yourself, like when you explained your story in, in Colombia, you know, is nude meant to be this colour? So when I'm tanned, I can't actually have something for my skin colour now, you know? So it's like you, that you obviously you're not dark skinned, you felt connected to that and yet nude can kind of suit you. Imagine how these other minorities feel when nothing matches them. So they can never wear a nude bra or any kind of, you know, body um la faja thing because nothing goes with their skin color it's always like or white or or like the nude pinkish color or that black, like literally like blackboard black exactly i think it's really important to be able to embrace the way you are and i feel like speaking from a 
a mother perspective is that when when you go through that transformation of like you were looking like your your best before baby to afterwards it's so hard to go shopping after you've had a baby and fit into your normal size and still have that clothes fit you how it used to fit even if I don't know maybe if you if you lost a bit of weight if you put up a bit of weight so it's so Mm -hmm. important to have these this image because when you lose yourself because you think you're looking in the mirror and you're like all these models don't have you know saggy bits uh stretch marks my bum's not firm anymore or you know like I've got bingo wings or whatnot but if you're able to look at around you when you go shopping and actually all the models and the posters you can see that they're normal women they've got a bit of here and there like do you know what this like the major impact this will have in our future daughters that you know are growing up and even even the boys that we're going to be raising because they're going to be able to look at women like she's absolutely beautiful you know le falta una mano but she's beautiful like you know no breasts or fats here and there and it's just normalizing that and I think as you know as someone that's had a child it's very hard to still have that love for yourself when that's all you see around guys and I'm not promoting being fat or you know living an unhealthy lifestyle or not doing anything about your appearance because at the end of the day it does you know it does come down to us but say for example yeah. if you go to uh, Victoria's Secrets or you go Anne Summers the models they don't have stretch marks on their belly and that's something that we can't change like we can go and lose our bingo wings and whatnot but we can't lose our stretch marks so it's like being able to say you know what I've got stretch marks as well and I'm going to look sexy in what that model is wearing and I don't think there's a lot of that so it's kind of like being able to teach our kids that it's acceptable and it's beautiful and it's nothing to be ashamed of Eve and and I feel like that's kind of what dwells on us yeah do you know what it's funny you guys say that obviously I don't have a child but a lot pretty much all my friends do and specifically two of them I was speaking to they just they they're not they're not happy within their mummy body at all and I'm like okay I don't I can't empathize because I'm not there yet but I want to do more for the mummies out there because there's so many around me at the moment and they all talk about the same bit in the belly with the stretch marks and like oh no like let me know when you do your shapewear because I want to tuck it in I'm like okay yeah we can do that but at the same time then I have a responsibility to make sure we kind of accept ourselves yeah like let's 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 do something around um mummy bodies it's not done enough you're right and I think I think that even even for example maternity wear and all of that oh my god yes I've been looking at the models and I'm just oh because I did a bit of research before because I want I want to I've got a proposition anyway but give me hold on hold that thought don't forget don't let me forget that but I was looking into it. Obviously, mama, obviously, Mama's Code is all about Mamba. So I thought, let me actually do a bit of research in this kind of world. And I was looking and I was like, even maternity wear and the way it's advertised from what I've seen, I don't know, from what I know as well, not mummy's bodies. And even even like anything after that, like what, where, okay, you're, you're getting prepared for motherhood with all maternity wear. And then where's the post-motherhood love? Mm-hmm. Like, where is the... Where, it's like lost. Yeah, where is that? Yeah. Looking into that, I was like, okay, well, there is something we can do here. Now, come back to my proposition. So it's actually, um, I think it's, I don't know if it's um, breastfeeding awareness week in August or something. Kind of mum related. So I thought, well, we're bringing out some stuff for mummies out and all of this and all of that. So I thought maybe we could do like a mama's code new nude 
photo shoot for mummies. Erica logged out. <laughs> Mama, Mama's code out. <laughs> my, my. Oh my goodness, that's big. I've breastfed my child for a whole year. And do you know what it's like to just wear vests? Because it's the only way your boob is accessible. And I've been someone that I love to dress in, you know, the latest styles. I love funking up my wardrobe. So I've gone from that, from being identified through what I'm wearing to I just have to wear string vests because and jeans and I can't even wear that because now I'm having to tuck my vest into my jeans and my like you know muffin top is coming out and I'm <laughs> I like I thought you were gonna say I have to tuck my, my boobs. boobs in <laughs> <Me> <laughs> oh, that's it. Like... if anything I'm like forever pulling my boobs out <laughs> I was like because oh my even gosh, that didn't even <laughs> <laughs> no because even Ugh. that though like come on you guys you guys have been there even the boobs the maternity bras aren't supported awful enough. no but they're awful as well why do they not make you feel sexy you know like this is a part of like feeling yourself after <laughs> Joe, joan's like i need to do sexy lingerie for the mothers no genuinely you no, do no hold on i'm actually Right. You feel so out of place. You feel like almost yes. an alien in your own body after giving birth. And then you have to wear these huge underwear that they look like it's my 90-year-old grandma's underwear because it has to keep all the blood and stuff inside. And also the clips on the bra. Why do they have to be so chunky and obvious? Yeah. No, just the bra in itself. It's just awful. Like, it has no support. And you know when, like, your tits are very hard and oh, it's just it's just the worst thing ever um but i mean you've got all our support yeah definitely so what yeah. the perfect bra i just think it should make you feel sexy you know like when you wear like a nice bra and like nice panties and then you kind of like look at yourself in the mirror and you're like mm, yeah something like that you feel confident within yourself no, nothing that looks like a sports bra. Right. It's not underwired. I'm thinking the only way it would be microfiber that would give you a little look, little um, yeah. sports bra. You don't like anything sports bra then? I, I, don't, I don't mind, mind sports bra. I don't mind, but what I'm saying is that I, I went from like, you know, having matching underwear that looked nice, a little bit of lace here, a little bit, just like, you know, your normal t-shirt bra, basically. Like, cause that yeah. was my go-to. But I've gone through that to like these massive triangles that I can't even wear with my vest because they pop the string, out, yeah. the, yeah it just looks off so it's like you're always having to think what am I having to wear and so obviously this goes hand in hand to it's so minor from your underwear to your body confidence and it's just I might as well just wear massive t-shirts and stay at home and 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 that's when like the learning to love this new body comes in because it's a hard it's a hard roller coaster you, you've given birth it's a new baby you're like erica was saying you're like an alien in your own body um and then on top of that you're having to wear lingerie that doesn't really make you feel sexy you know not not for anyone else but just for yourself and you start questioning yourself like, oh i don't like this or i don't like the way this push you know pushes me here or I, I don't like the way when I wear my jeans or when I wear my top this flips or this so it's about kind of learning to, to love the body that you you have after you have a baby because let's be realistic not everyone snaps back you get sort of dream you know everybody's different I remember after having Maya I would feel like my stomach was just 
it was weird like it felt kind of it needed to be held if that makes sense did you so, that emptiness you feel yeah. afterwards that is horrible that's something exactly. else you can look into it kind of like like but not the ones that que apretan mucho oh, poor I got you. Yes, like that. It's actually really nice material. I'm gonna have you lot try it. It, it something like that because the emptiness you feel after your baby leaves your body, it's just so weird. That sensation is absolutely. It's almost like you need to hold your belly because it's gonna drop off. Yeah, I remember I lived in my maternity jeans after having my daughter for a good couple months because I felt like, first of all, my mum tum was there that was one of the reasons and the other reason was just the support it would give me but you know some of the genes that would normally do that job was now so overstretched because it had formed a bump that it wouldn't work its process but it took a while for for me and I think it's still a process for me to still love the body that I have now and to and to be grateful for for my body and not give myself a hard time because we forget that we carried a child for nine months yeah. And we're expecting it to just go back to whatever it was before and that's not real. Mama, I love you. But so going from that, um, we don't really like to ask the direct question of like, are you planning to have kids? But what we do wanted to ask is, you know, new nude empowers you to love your skin and your own body as whatever situation you're in. Do you think your whole movement is restricted into your head so much that it would empower you once you're at that stage we all preach and you know but when it comes to practicing it it's like and i'm not saying you will know because you'll never know once you're in those shoes but do you think the strength is there Ooh, that's a good question you know um i think you're right you know we all do preach and i think i would i'm not even gonna say yeah because it's probably gonna be a no <laughs> but from what i keep hearing it's definitely really difficult um, the transition that you have after birth but I mean it's taken it's taken a long time to even get to a more confident state without having some not trauma but something to get accustomed to again just 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 a simple idea a simple thing of loving myself about makeup that has been a mad transition and it might be so simple but it, it took about two years to get there where I can leave and not care and I'll, I'll go to a club about makeup and I won't care um, so I think with that, I'll, I'll try to put it into practice, but I do think it will definitely depend on a lot of things, you know, like a lot of things that people around me definitely, I mean, even in general, when my friends who are absolutely beautiful feel like they're not beautiful, I'm like, oh God, guys, come on. Because when you surround yourself with that, you kind of take it in, we're like sponges, like mm -hmm. our human nature is to take it in and then kind of reciprocate that energy to ourselves. So I think, if you surround yourself with people that are positive and a bit more uplifting and confident, it can help you kind of guide you that way. And the reason why I say that is because, honestly, like God, God's blessed all of us to have arms, legs, like hair. You can hear, you can walk, you can taste. And the girls I've worked with, honestly, like one woman, her name's Sylvia. She's like 50 something. She's a burn survivor. She's been burnt three times. She struts around Oxford Circus with us nothing on just underwear and she's like oh yeah I'm beautiful and I'm looking at her and I'm like oh wow. my god like your confidence is beautiful you are beautiful you're like you are just wow and I'm here I am moaning that I've got bags under my eyes like how yeah. dare I do you know what I mean mm. there's another girl that I've worked with called Zainab and she was amputated on her leg 
after an accident. And I look at her and again, she's just like, after a while, obviously, of a couple of photo shoots here and there, and she, then she started to grow her confidence. And now she talks about it. Before when I met her, she'd cover up her leg. And then now all she does is take pictures of her leg. And here I am cussing my legs for cellulite. Like, those are the kind of things that being around them has allowed me to be like, I, I'm, I'm in awe with them. I'm just like, wow, like, you are absolutely incredible. You're so strong and so confident. Like, why can't I be like you, yet you want to look like me? Like, yeah. I still moan here and there, I'm a human, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But deep, deep internally, I'm really, really grateful for being around those women because it's not even just the brand, but it's the people that have connect the brand have connected me to to make me feel like I'm moaning about things that other people would look at and be like, I just I, I would trade it in for that kind of thing. Mm. Stretch marks, I've got them, cellulite, my whole family, even though they're skinny, have cellulite. I have cellulite on the side of my on here like I've never seen that before I literally have cellulite there I don't know what's going on but I do work out it's not that I promote like not being healthy by the way I'm just saying that self-love comes as comes psychologically anyway yeah, yeah. I mean it starts there and then everything else is an added extra I've, I've tried that one as well I was like self-love means just to love my little god people mama's code you're such a busy person do you feel selfish of having to stop your life for whether it's your family, your partners, your friends, your children, like the future, your dog even sometimes. You know what, is that I actually had this conversation with someone yesterday um, and I said, I'm gonna start being selfish now because <laughs> I haven't been, even though I've been really busy, I think I haven't, like money, money doesn't drive me, like my family drives me, my mum, even though she moans and annoys me like you can clearly tell um she does drive me at the end of the day and I think because that drive like I, w- I will genuinely put a hold on things even when I shouldn't like I lack that kind of like selfish discipline of you know those successful billionaires and trillionaires that say like business 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 I still have a heart and I think but I- I'm glad for that because that keeps me grounded at the end of the day I don't want to be lost in my thoughts and think I'm some big I am because it's not the case but um, I haven't learned to be selfish yet. So, and I, and it's a bad thing as well because I think I've, I'm starting to learn and accept, which I didn't agree with at the start. But my people, my friends that are around me at the moment that I look up to, who are more successful and have been in the industry longer, I'll be like, okay, so how do you get to a certain level? Then they're like, Joanne, I know you want to help your family, you want to help this, but you can't help people until you help yourself. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that. It's a fact we all know, but living it I haven't been able to practice it I have I'm like oh, okay but you know like tomorrow I'm an only child so my parents are everything to me and that's kind of it what we've got around here I've got a second cousin here and that's it um so my thoughts is oh when they're gone like shit so every time they're like oh let's do this I'm like mm, I can do business or I can just just in case you never know and but at the same time I'm trying to balance it but now I've said for the for the rest of the year I'm going to really try and be as selfish as possible in a sense of like it is it is business it is balancing like the future first because I can sacrifice social life I've done it before I can obviously during this time I've been more sociable with friends and seeing if everyone's okay and whatnot but I'm trying to adopt the mentality that I've never had before to see if it makes more of a difference like I'm I'm happy where I've come to but there is such a long way to go and I and I do believe it's because of lack of discipline like my auntie came around the other day and we ended up having arepa and chocolate for like five hours. <laughs> one arepa and one mug of chocolate. Yeah, no, obviously that wasn't the case, but... 
<laughs> but yeah, we, we should have just stopped for an hour, you know, balance. But I'm trying to I'm trying to work it out. But it's funny you say that because I practice it. And I recommend it, you know, because since I have been doing it, I have seen more progression and I've done, I've stopped procrastinating on things that I've been procrastinating on for such a long time. Mm. And in turn, it helps you, isn't it? And it helps your family and your goals. And your growth. 100%. But actually, I want to ask you guys, how do you guys feel doing this? Because obviously it's taking out time of motherhood. Yeah, I'm almost happy in a weird way that we were put in this position of, not put in this position, but lockdown, I think, really helped us because we were able to be at home and spend time with our families and our children and continue working, but also continue working on Mama's Cold. Um, And in a weird way, the thought of going back to some sort of normality, what it was before, kind of scares me because it's busy. And even sometimes when I'm at home, the girls know that my chats are always on silent because when I'm working, sometimes I just... I have no other head but to work. I feel like us being able to to have the time during lockdown to to help push that and, and be a bit more focused sometimes is I'm grateful for. Yeah, I think it's a blessing, you know, lockdown. But we obviously had one session recording together and then the rest has been lockdown no yeah so we this is this is our norm so that's why when you know when we were talking to you and you were like oh, are we going to meet up we've never done that because we literally did it once <laughs> and <laughs> this has become our new normal and we did kind of talk in terms of when we go back to some sort of normality how we were going to go about recording and it's, it's it's just a different feel to it because you know you can visually see the person and it just makes things much more fun um but however we're we're conscious that we have to we've got families you know and it kind of goes with what you're saying but sometimes you need to be selfish but I think the mother in us kind of tell us no we have to go home and we have to see our child because we don't see them as often because we'd be working you know from nine to five so we kind of think already no we, we can't sacrifice this more so we I can't sacrifice more time with my kid because I have so like I have to be there when in reality my husband could do that but we have to start being selfish because I've said to the girls that you know the whole movement of mama's cold it's kind of helped me come out of my bubble and kind of like it's my escape sometimes if I've had like a rough day at work and stuff and it just kind of changes my mood and it's that of being where something else outside of being a mom you know and it's like you have to be selfish with what you need to do and what you need to pursue and remember why you're doing the things because I think that's what will drive you to be successful and will drive you to what you actually want to achieve because at the end of the day once you're in our shoes it's you know we're not just doing it for our kids but we're also doing it for ourselves yeah you find yourself as a woman again how do you think you deal if you have like a family now and your business because Juggling those two, it becomes a bit more hard. You guilt trip yourself into thinking, well, am I being selfish for not spending enough time with my child? I went back to work when my child was nine months. And I remember going to work and saying, well, why did I have a child if, you know, I'm just going to go work and I'll see him for like an hour and then he'll go to bed. So I feel like, you know, Monday to Friday, I hardly see my, my baby. And you start kind of like mentally messing yourself up because you start questioning, maybe I shouldn't do this. Well actually 
I was mentally preparing for that at one stage, which I haven't told anyone too much. But since we're in Mama's Code and we're being open, we might as well. So um, I didn't know I was pregnant and I was 13 weeks when I found out. And then I was like, oh, okay, cool. Right, let's talk about it. And we spoke about it and we were planning and then we, we put a whole strategy in place because that's just my mind. And I thought, well, technically it can work because I think the beauty of having something where you are one the boss that you're in control of and you you you're not limited into your progression it's just depending on you then one you can work from home two you can control how many hours you work and three there's no you're not in you're not in competition with like okay I have to do this today I have to do that tomorrow it's just at your own speed and there's no one on top of you saying well you're going to get fired if this happens or that mm-hmm. happens so when I put that into practice into my head I thought actually okay cool we'll go ahead with it did have a miscarriage but the the thought process was I'm so blessed to be in a position where I can control everything and then at the time I was growing a team and then I thought yeah well actually if I carry on growing a team by the time the kid comes out then I can cut my hours and go from there so I think I think I wouldn't be as stressed I think it's it's all weird because even lockdown should we we count on lock should we count in lockdown because if we do it's been a blessing because now, for example, I can cut costs in an office. Everyone works remotely. It's brilliant. I've spent more time at home than I ever have before. And yeah, it's difficult working from home, but we've been more productive than ever. So, you know, I don't want to have, I want, I would love to have one in a year or two. Like I wanted to, so I would love to have one, but I don't think that in the position I'm in, it would be too much of a struggle. The only thing that it would be obviously is that you have to split your time and, be there and and you know and I know it's nothing like having a dog but my dog does take up a lot of time no, it, does. <laughs> it is like having a dog believe me but even just walking every day but because of lockdown I've actually been at home like before I was stressing I remember Jess you were offering to like take her as well I, was like, I just I just need to concentrate for a little bit but now I've been at home and I can take her and like I've got more time to play with she's fine and I can concentrate so yeah and I think if I had a partner that was there it would be okay. I just, I just think it would probably delay things a little bit more. Where what I would do in a week, I'd probably do in ten days. But then again, like that's the beauty of having your own thing. Good girl. Would it be fair to say you, you, you plan kind of you have a strategic plan for how you approach things once you you have an idea in your mind? Is that how you would say you do things? Honestly, I learn through seeing I'm a very visual person um so then I, I again I've gone to the people that have in you know oh god they above me by 10 years and have been successful in this industry for years and I'm like okay so it, it was it was even down to stupid stuff like do you do marketing on a Monday or a Tuesday <laughs> and I'm like okay but they they said to me look what you need to do is have a goal where you want to go in the next six months and I didn't even know that you have to work backwards by like 18 months because in fashion you do like what black friday's already gone for us kind of thing we already got that out the way um we've already planned december we're already now in march next year and we're already planning the designs and that's already like time consuming and not time consuming we're already like i'm tense about it i'm like how come i don't have my march stuff yet i'm stressed out and everyone else does but then that's where the the strategic idea of everything working backwards came from because it really really did help me understanding that and I said okay if I know I've got about six weeks production time and then 30 days shipping time and then sampling is this and then I calculate that times and then I do what you guys said like a roadmap 
on how to do it, but literally working from the goal of having something by March. And in everything, I've done that. So like, I've even said it to people, like, if you want to start your own thing, work backwards, like how much money can you afford to lose? Not how much money have you got to invest? So like, if you've got 10 grand, yeah, you really don't. You've got about five, you've got about three. I know I did it, but I was young and stupid with no responsibilities. Now we're not at that age no more, unfortunately. <laughs> so yeah, if you've got if you've got 10 grand, really you've got five, but really you can afford to lose three. So work backwards, you've got three grand. What can you afford to make with that three grand? How much can you afford to use for marketing? And how much time have you got to waste with three grand, if that makes sense? So like, if you want to start anything, but obviously brand is my thing. So if you want to start a brand and you've got three grand to play with, how long can you afford to lose that for? Yeah. And then work backwards like that. And that's really, really helped me. At the end of the day, you want to envision yourself where you want to be first to motivate you to get there, basically. Yeah. Um, we wanted to do this to motivate like all the women out there and all the mums as well that are maybe sitting on an idea that they have and they just think, you know, I can't do this or I don't have the money. Or um, So I think obviously from all the Instagram lives that we've seen and all your content is like people need to be this motivated if they really want to do it and it's just it's beyond scrolling and it's beyond you know reading quotes because i, I love to do that <laughs> not gonna <laughs> lie um, but because, yeah because if you say them out loud it's like you're just bringing it into your universe and it's like yeah you know we just thought you would be perfect to motivate that that woman out there that you know, you know what it is still it is just fear you know isn't it even i get fear still but i think the more you practice doing things that scare you in anything, like even just st- step out the house without eye- your eyebrows done. That's that's what I did for the first time. Then I was like, all right, cool, that's my eyebrows. Then I said, all right, no foundation. Oh God, that's no foundation. And I was like, slowly, slowly. But it's the same, like apply it to everything. Like if, if you don't want to, I don't know, drive on the motorway, just drive for a little bit. And then the fear will always kind of be there, but it doesn't dictate your life. And I think... Mm. Uh, we're not we're not conditioned to um break out of our fears and and face them we're kind of like conditioned to put them to the back of our mind and do something else and I think especially for women like getting into anything business related no matter what it is even if it's a podcast like you guys it's daunting because men are always kind of taking over and everything and you know men have more time in their hands and like men don't need to be with the kid as such like do you know what I mean so I actually do get the psych the psychology behind it but I think what you guys are doing is amazing and I think there's so much more that can be done for mums and I say it because all my friends are mums and they just kind of like lost that motivation and that drive Mm -hmm. and they're like yeah but yeah but and I think I can't empathize with it but I know it's just fear of like everything even my friend now she's she's doing really well with her nails she's doing she's a nail tech she's doing mobile visits quarantine really helped her and she just said to me the other day like I'm in the process of now do I get childminder and invest more time into my business or do I not if I get a childminder how am I getting who is who is it like who is she what does she do how do I trust her so it's, it's, it's that transition and there isn't enough support for those women going through the transition of mm. having a baby, going through the self-love journey that like we said, and then also getting back into a routine of whether it's a job or getting building something for themselves. There's not enough support. And I think because there's not enough support or not enough people doing it, that's where the fear comes into it. So yeah. I think you guys will, if you guys will carry on and you will touch many people thank for sure. You, thank you, yeah. And I think we always say it's like an open therapy session for us, mainly one. And then it was, I remember saying once we did like a, a poll of, of 
questions and when we had the response I was like oh my god so other women feel this and other women feel that so when we then speak about it and then when we get messages to be like you know thank you for shining a light on that like I can sympathize with what you said here or there and you're just creating a bit more awareness surrounding certain topics as well that are a bit more taboos and and the idea of 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 what a mother is you know and it helps to I think as women and as mothers we always self-doubt ourselves and we're always putting ourselves down so maybe that's probably why some women may have an idea and not want to share it because they're already second guessing something society takes such a big part exactly so I think seeing platforms let's say like yourself and empowering these women um to kind of go for it is important. You, the fact that you guys have come up with this, I haven't seen anything like it. And I've definitely worked with a lot of women, especially mums and stuff. And the same kind of thing is out there that there isn't the support and there isn't that kind of like um, empowering spirit that gets them that drive. Um, and I think the way you touch people is just authenticity. Like you guys just sharing your stories and being authentic every single day, but still coming and putting this together for other women will definitely touch people and will motivate them. I think that's the beauty of sharing your stories. It's daunting put yourself out there and telling people your story. It's bloody scary. Like, mm-hmm. you could have asked me to do this a year ago. I would have cried in front of a camera, definitely. But I think you get really full and, and you, you end up being even more confident when people message you. Like, for the first time the other day, I started to sell everything from start to finish because I was like, yeah, here I am giving advice and no one even knows. But... And my friend told me that he's actually really successful and he runs three businesses and he was just like, it's great, but where's your story? And I was just like, mm, okay. And then, <laughs> then everyone's messages were so like, oh, like, I was getting emotional reading them. They were like, oh, I really resonate with that. Like, I, I really feel how you're feeling. Thank you for sharing that. Even people I've never spoken to were like, I literally just listened to you for two hours. And I was just like, I can't believe anyone would listen to me for two hours. Like, <laughs> The beauty of it is that you don't even realise how much your story is touching people and empowering them that then a lot of people then messaged me back and said, oh, do you know what? I went and done this and I'm so excited. I'm starting this now and this. So I really, really like encourage you guys to keep carrying on and like keep bringing women in here and keep building the platform and innovating it. I'm loving it. Like from a distance, loving it. But you guys will definitely touch women and there's nothing like it. So I keep saying it like, well done. I'm really like... It's just because I'm, I spoke to you in March, and then all of a sudden I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> Mama, I love you. I think it. I think it's you know this whole thing is just empowering each other as women because again, it's the fear. It's the more you see powerful women out there, the more you're gonna be like, I want to be like her, or I want to you know go out there. And the same with your body, or the same with whatever business you've got going on. Mum's cold out. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to just ask, how do you? Um... How do you keep yourself motivated? You know, you say you kind of keep yourself grounded and humble. I did struggle with motivation and discipline for ages, but I had to understand the importance of like not looking at anyone else's journey, which I still struggle with, 100%. Um, and I think also understanding, not being, not getting frustrated because I used to with the idea of my friends not being on the same journey and understanding it. Like, for, for example, you guys, today you could have cancelled, technically, no one's going to tell you off, but it stops you from progressing. It's, it's not getting frustrated with people not understanding and also just not getting frustrated with my friends not being invested in their own things. That kind of um, 
that demotivated me a lot because I didn't have anyone around me at the time when I started. And even like from a year ago, I, that's when I started to kind of see other things. But I would get frustrated with the fact that all my friends were kind of like moaning about their job, which is fair. We all do it. Like, God, I've worked places that have been shit. Honestly, it's probably why I get fired all the time. But, um... Literally, when you were telling your story, she was like, and I got fired again. And I remember coming out and I came back in and I was like, and I got fired again. She got fired again. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Sorry of my life that um but I, I honestly I used to get frustrated because my friends would be like oh you're so lucky you're so lucky I'm like oh my god like please I don't say lucky because you you're lucky you've got an income <laughs> do you know what I mean but taking away that energy and kind of just saying like okay instead of like investing so much time into this and this and this putting that energy of that frustration and explanation or whatever into myself and also mm. just like not Again, it's difficult, but not not comparing. Everyone's on their own journey. Whether my friend decides to do something now or not, whatever. When she does, I'll be there. Before I was so invested, that like, come on, come on, it's so much better here. Like, um, and then apart from that, is just separating myself. And it's so sad, but it's so true. Like, when you are when you've got a goal and a vision, you it's very easy to and you have a heart and you love your friends and whatever. It's very easy to get distracted and pulled back. You guys are very lucky you're in a group and you're all striving for the same purpose. Like you have to be so strong within yourself to be like, okay, cool. Like for now, we've got to be friends at a distance because I need to really focus and channel my vision. And that was really hard because I I lost a lot of friends in that process, just simply because they weren't in the same kind of mindset, let's say. I think I didn't understand until last year how important, my parents always said like mindset, be around people that have the same mindset. I didn't get it, but subconsciously I wasn't realizing that it was dragging me down and I went through a period where I was just always demotivated but all I was was around my friends that I've grown up with that I love and I still friends with and I love them to death but their goal was like they've already had like three four kids and they're like just watching tv every day not even I don't even I don't I watch EastEnders oh god yay don't get her started I'm upset because I'm Dying. Honestly, I can't. I was like, they, the cast of EastEnders need to be recording. I know. And they're going to be 20 minutes long. Honestly. Sorry, that is my... That is, <laughs> I am so glad. I'm obsessed. I almost feel like crying. Every time she's like, EastEnders are like, by That's Melissa. what my friends do. And I'm like, you guys don't even understand. Like, exactly. We'll, talk, we'll, talk, we'll exchange. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> Start to change your circle and be around the people you really want to be around. And I say it as well, like, if there's someone in your industry that you look up to, just reach out to them. It's actually quite simple. I've done it three times. I look like a beg, but I don't care. Like, you know, <laughs> and what's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? They'll give shit about you. Okay, whatever. Like, at least you tried. If they don't, you get some intel. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I did that, and I did. And the moment I did that, I, I reached out to some guy that owns a brand, and I said, hey, I love your brand. Can I come to the office? Didn't think he'd reply. He said, yeah, cool, come Monday. At that moment. <laughs> she knew, she felt it. <laughs> then I went to the office and I was just like, uh, yeah, he, so what did you want? I was like, <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> oh my God, literally, I always say to Jay, I'm like, he sometimes he has verified people like producers looking at his stuff and I'm like just bloody message them like they they came onto your profile just like you know you're always guaranteed a no but what if it's a yes like you're not going to lose anything and then he's like but what do I say to them I don't know whatever producers talk about <laughs> but just give it a shot it's true and, I, and that and that moment I was like I want this I need this like then we started to just meet up for coffee because I didn't realize but he was just like you know what 
up here is quite lonely. Like even if, even though if, if we're in different levels or whatever, we've all gone through the same hardships. Like we've all struggled. So he really understood. He's just like, let me see, let me see your website. All right, no, do this, do that, do this. And I was like, oh my God, okay. And then just through knowing people, people start talking and then you start getting invited to places. And then all of a sudden I'm in like, this place with all these brand owners and I'm like oh okay this is quite cool and then again like you just build friendships and everyone's everyone's really nice and welcoming because everyone understands the struggle and that's what's nice like although it's lonely in a sense of your friends is very lonely you can have a professional circle that okay cool they're not your friends but they understand the struggles and then for example every time now I've got a question obviously I'm I'm young in this industry I'm not three years in I'll be like how do you do my emails? Are, we all have the same platform, which makes it brilliant. So I'm like, how did you connect your emails to this and that? And they're like, oh, yeah, just do this, just do that. And then everyone's helping each other. But it's all come from just asking. And it's all come from changing my professional circle and understanding that my friendship circle doesn't necessarily need to be my everything. You know, it, Erica, this this is... This is the friend that we needed when we wanted to do El Asador de las Nenas. I know. What was that? Tell me, tell me, what is this? Oh my God, the, honestly, we... We got a logo done and everything. <laughs> for, listen to this, for a grill, like literally, you know... The... Um, Ollie was like, but do you know you have to have like a license to cook? And, and then our dream died just because of that comment. <laughs> the amount of ideas that honestly, I don't know how we're not billionaires right now. Even even with Mama's Code, I was like, guys, we need to make a podcast about mamas and they were like sure babes we thought it was a joke at the beginning yeah we all laughed i literally sent her, them a list of like 10 topics i was like look we can record this in a week like these are things and that- she wrote weird names like she was like you know still birth with with karen and we were like who's karen and she was like oh it's just a made-up name and we were like oh, okay and now, and now look at us i got them Sick. on it i absolutely love that man. i love that so how long did it take yeah. for you guys to start recording then from that from that message when you lot thought it was a joke about two weeks no well jess bought a microphone and that's when we kind of thought oh shit she's real about this it was very tactical so first of all the idea was there but then jess convinced erica and then they ambushed me that's no, how it no, was. No, we, yes, got, we said ambushed. that you'd be the devil's no, 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 no. advocate. I did the logo. I went out of my way and I was like, right, you've got 10 topics. You know, start brainstorming the next topics. We need all these episodes going. I gave them like literally a couple of days. Yeah. And then I came back and I was like, guys, this is the logo. Which one do you like? And they were like, what is this for? And I was like, this is for the podcast. This is our logo. Like this is, you know, we want a simple, just mama's code, like no Bish-bosh. But that's not how the name came about as well because we would wake up in the morning and there would be like a hundred messages of potential names and I'll be like, come on, man, I've, I've just opened my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm sorry, but when when your when your brain is working at night, thinking like, how can I make this work? I literally, I would just bombard them. I got Erica on a coffee date and I was like, look, this is the plan, and she came on board and she was literally like, we need to brainwash melissa we hired camillo without him knowing we were like yeah he could be like our it guy (laughs) we had employees left right and center they didn't even know about they still don't know it (laughs) and that's how you make it happen that's it that's what you got and you make them believe your vision Oh, God, yeah. Melissa wasn't really convinced at the beginning. And then after we had our coffee date, we had two job roles on the books for Melissa, which was one, be our admin girl. I didn't have a choice. Or two. Yeah, honestly, I didn't have a choice. Because I, I, love, I love a spreadsheet, you know. I love kind of seeing things, a plan, and I like doing that. So for me, it was either 
you're gonna host it with us or this is what you're gonna do like you don't have a choice not to be your yeah bro. no she didn't <laughs> i kind of said look I'll, I'll give it a trial and i has my trial even finished? Yeah, it expired. <laughs> You're paying full price now. Sorry, hon. No, see how we went off topic really bad. Um, we love to finish off with like giving a golden tip. And of course, you're our guest. So what would be the best tip you can give for an inspiring woman to, to pursue their dream? Look at someone that is relatable to you, that is doing something that you would like to do. Maybe not the same industry or whatever, but has done something to understand the journey and hit them up literally literally just message them shadow them see what they see what they're doing if they're posting you post if they're talking you talk if they're reading you read that's what that's what really helped me honestly and i always say it like the worst that can happen is a no literally i know for sure jess is like <laughs> what right guys, so from now from tomorrow you're messaging this person you message that person we're gonna be bombarding you know everyone what? i have to say it again i'm sorry but i'm just like <laughs> hi well done man honestly I spoke to you in March and you would like... Do you know, when we spoke, I had literally, I was, that's when I was giving them the topics, uh, the, the logo, and I came back and I was like, now guys, we need to do it. I like, love that, we, we need to stop. Like, we need to do something. I really, this. really love that. I'm going gonna, I'm yeah. gonna to be preaching about this story. I really am, because th- this, is, this is it. Like, what's the point of talking if you're not going to do it? This is it and mm. you've done it. Like you've yeah. done it, and I get it, the fear, but you guys have actually done it, and this is it. You're gonna, you have to be the inspiration for all the mums as well to keep pushing. You never know, honestly, you really never know. Like, I went to an ASOS event, yeah, and I'm outside, my friend smoking, she's like, Come outside. I'm like, I hate cigarettes, like, why am I even standing here? Then some guy comes up to us, and then he was just like, I get nervous, I don't know what's wrong with me. Sometimes I get nervous, I'm like, like, so he came up to us he was just like you're right girls yeah you got a cigarette and then she was just like yeah here you go and I was like so how are you he's like yeah good thanks yeah and I just thought and then he was just like yeah so what do you do and I was just like oh I'm oh, I just I just work with fashion whatever I was just like so what do you do he's like yeah I'm CEO of ASOS and I was just like okay <laughs> and I was like um then I, I had to be proper I was like oh okay so all right so <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, well, that's good. Then I said, right, and my heart's beating and I'm sweating. You're like, this is my chance. Like, yeah. So I'm like, so I want a, I want my brand in ASOS. What have I got to do? And then he just went, oh, you're a bit forward, isn't it? I was like, <laughs> he goes, here's my card. Email me on Monday. I've emailed him. It's got nowhere, but I'll try knocking on that door again. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Put yourself out there. I'm telling you, just do it. Even if you shit yourself. Even if you say it wrong, just do it. Thank you so much, Joanne, for coming on. Uh, sorry for not so much time. Oh, guys, it's yeah. a nice one. Well, thank you. Mama's Code out. Mama's Code.